my friend sat there and told me all of the reasons it was the perfect time for me to leave Matt. House is just sold. Our house is selling. We don't have assets to divide up. It would be the perfect time to leave. And Matt's a diva. He is arrogant. He's just like her ex-husband. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. I guess she's excited to record. Evidently. I am a little excited to record because I didn't think we were actually going to meet the deadline this week. We're going to do it. This is the most we've pushed it, I think. Maybe. Maybe one other time that there was a mess. To the point that we almost were just going to not have an episode. Yeah. You can't have that. That's what I said. (laughs) Let's do this. I'm actually really proud of us that this yeah, is going to be episode 75. 75 weeks in a row. And do you remember <laughs> initially where we're like, well, I guess we'll just try for one a week and see if we can actually make it happen. <laughs> well, in the beginning, I was like, no, we have to do one a week. And Steve's like, well, if we miss a week. And I'm like, no, because if we miss a week, then we're going to set this precedent that we don't have to do it. What was I like again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that's what I sound like to you. (laughs) It's not what you sound like to me. But what did I sound like? About the same. That's just the voice they use. That's not how I sounded. What was the voice that Matt used a week or so ago that I really liked? I don't remember, but I thought it was funny when I re-listened to the episode and you were excited about it. I think it was the voice he uses for Holden. Okay, let's. I don't remember that voice. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm pretty proud of us because there is a lot going on right now, and we're all just a little bit tired. Haggard. I'm haggard, and stressed, <laughs> and we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to stop whispering into your mic. What? Yeah, I'm calling you out because there were several times like, in last week's episode I was listening to. I was like, I can't hear him. I know. I was real quiet last week. You were real quiet. Yeah. It was, it was, he sounded like it's this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Steve. It's okay. We just want you to be heard. <laughs> okay, so one exciting thing that happened this week. Just one of them. Just, <laughs> this is just one of the many. One of the many, I guess. What are they? Who's going to break the news? We don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. I know what she's talking about. <laughs> Steve, go for it. Our fence is almost done? <laughs> that, that, too. Thanks, well, heavens. Good. It's exciting. Nice work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not happy last night. No, he was not. He got home after a long day of work. I was so livid. And they hadn't worked on the fence, and he was mad. I was so mad. He was so mad. It was like... It's a good thing I didn't have their phone just number. <laughs> pushed him over the edge. Because your neighbor didn't have privacy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our neighbor's so upset about their privacy. Ugh. Anyways. No. Steve quit his job. I did. I quit my job. Quitter. Quitter. <laughs> Quitter. Okay, but this is a big deal. You it have is. worked in the hotel industry 
Since you and I were first married. 14 years. 14 years. That's a long time. And I've been time. at this property for... Half of that? Six? Uh, seven? Seven. I've been telling everyone eight, but I realize my math is wrong. It's been seven. <laughs> it's like seven and a half. Seven years next week. That is crazy. Yeah. And... Yeah. Oh, quit. yeah. Not since you've been in Boise, but since. Got it. Yeah. This hotel. Change jobs, change industries. And where are you working now? I am working for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You work at ShipZoom. I am managing awesome. Matt's warehouse. Yep. He is our new warehouse manager. You know what's funny is I think about, have you ever seen, there's a show on, I think it's Discovery Channel or TLC, where it's this family and they own this motorcycle, like they build motorcycles, like custom motorcycles. Chop shop, or yeah, something. something like that. All American choppers, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> I keep thinking of like that could be our like. <laughs> we except, could have a film crew like constantly following us around. Of I, except we ship boxes and overnight priority mail, not make custom cool motorcycles choppers. from scratch. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday. slightly less exciting. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun working at the ship zoom. Yeah. I like it. It's funny when people first start working there, they're like a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Because there's a ton. I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) There's a ton going on, but then they like start getting into. Once you get into the swing of it. Yeah. And and that's like once you get into like what our true numbers are, like we want to impact lives. Like anyways, people like seeing the numbers the numbers and like seeing the work and like i mean i've only been there three days and i've been like super in suspense each morning waiting to hear how the total number of packages we did the day before it's fun there's something fun about it like seeing all of the bins fill up throughout the day of packages i've enjoyed it yeah all of the labels going off at the table see how full our truck's gonna be taking over to the mail facility yeah there was something i was gonna say and then you start talking. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not upset about it. Oh, dang it. So, yeah, it's been a thought of Steve working at ShipZoom as in some way, shape, or form for a couple of years. At least. Yeah, you guys. We've brought it up. And um, when we first discussed this, it was like, there's no way in heck. <laughs> like, I couldn't do that. That's so much pressure. For our families. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much pressure, like, making sure that this business continues to flourish, right? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, that affects our families. That affects Yeah, we, our if lives. we Can you imagine if we both lose our incomes at the same time? That will be... Well, that's something I don't like to think about. Right. But we've also discussed this because Matt's very much of the mindset that he needs to evaluate the worst case scenario and figure out what we would do because it makes you feel better going into the situation. It does. So... Honestly, we're all capable of getting other jobs, the three of us. And we all are hard workers, whatever. So if something did happen, it's like, okay. I honestly would feel worse about the people you employ. Because at this point, you employ a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of... And I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, how cool is that? That you get to provide that opportunity to somebody. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. But it's a lot of pressure. (laughs) And that's probably why, you know, there's, (laughs) so I swear it's like every other week 
I start this full circle back into my head, getting into my own head of, holy crap, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Oh my gosh, I'm about to hyperventilate. Like, <laughs> okay, here we go. I got, I got to go on. I got, I need to go on a bike ride. Okay, I can do this. And then, yeah. And then <laughs> the next morning hits, and it's like, oh, <laughs> this isn't going away for a long time. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> It's a lot of pressure, though. What do you mean this isn't going away for a long time? That work. Position. Like having yeah. a, a Meaning, job. like, there's so much work right now. There's mm-hmm. so much things and good that's happening within in the business. And I'm super grateful for that because it could have gone either way. And it still can. Right. Anyways. Yeah. I remembered what it was I was going to say. Oh. Were you going to say something? You can say no. it. I won't forget now. No. Yeah, so, Steve, I, I've been curious as to how you've been feeling the first three days. Actually, it was cool because I, I really appreciated you being willing to come in on a Saturday mm-hmm. and just start that process before anybody else like knew who you were. And I mean, yeah, one of the things is you got to play around on the forklift. Quite sure did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good time. Here's the thing with that. Like, because you were a little bit more comfortable jumping on the forklift, it made the team see that you were comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. and. It's like, oh, he already knows how to drive a forklift. All right, fine. He's good. <laughs> All right. I guess we can respect this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And I've been like trying not to get involved at all because I know you both really well. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is the this Do is you? where I have Yeah. <laughs> this is where I have to stay out of this relationship now. Like you guys have a relationship now that doesn't involve me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> it is weird too, because I usually am pretty open with you about work stuff. Like yeah. when I was considering this for the last month. Yeah. Was it weird not talking to you about it? It was weird things? not talking to you about it. Yeah. You said you talked to my dad. <laughs> Which Matt also talks to my dad yeah. about work stuff. But like asking you how it's going and are you liking it and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you could give me honest answers and that'd be totally fine. Yeah. But I also feel like, okay, I have to make sure that I balance this correctly. Like it's a new way of figuring out the boundaries, right? Yep. Got to reevaluate the boundaries. (laughs) Speaking of which. Because I'll let you know exactly what my feelings are right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but like, so I wanted to reach out to Steve and be like, listen, this is not the norm right now. Like this comes in waves of this craziness where they're scrambling to catch it, like, you know, meet the need and hire on new people and all these things. And then it like slows down and settles and there's like a plateau and then it just gets, but that's what's exciting about it. So it's been, I mean, I've had an opportunity to work really closely with a guy named Alex Charfin. And he's taught me the fact that if you have a good business and it's successful, you will always grow it until you break it. And then when it's broken, you will have to fix it and figure out how to fix it until you break it again. (laughs) And if things are going well, you will always have a broken business because they're going well. Mm. You're always in momentum of, hey, it's going to break. You're trying to keep something going forever. And if you try to do that for with a car, like there'd be so many things breaking as, as the wheels fall off. But we have to figure out how to catch the wheels and put them back on while we're still in flight. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's owning your own business is so weird. 
I think you it's guys so are really awesome. going to have fun together. So, I'm enjoying it so far. I think the different ways you guys I- think and like work with people is going to be so good. <laughs> Why does this make me so excited? <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. I just. All right. So day one was intense. I'm sure. I was freaking tired and like <laughs> my back was sore, like hurting at the end of the day. <laughs> And I left there and I am just like, oh my gosh. That's when I wanted to message you. It's the end of that day and be like, hey. Heather's like, so what do you think your first day? And I, and I, I think my answer was, uh, <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> and I think my back is going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> you have jumped in at like the biggest time of Matt's business yeah. when things are nuts. Yeah, yesterday and today were a whole different experience. Like, yep. felt yeah. super good about it, super positive. I went home last night and I went through my phone and messaged all of my favorite past employees over the last seven, eight years of yeah. hotels and messaged them all and said, hey, if you're come work for, for me. A job. <laughs> Again. So it's just people that don't work for you currently. But yeah. they were, just yes. to make that clear. People that used to work at the hotels and had left and moved on for something yeah. else. And I just went back through and picked all my favorites. But <laughs> they, several of them said yes. That's awesome. So yeah. we've hired five people so far. Yeah, this week. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. People that I <laughs> brought in. See? And, uh, Telling you. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know. And I liked hearing that process this morning of talking about what we needed to revamp and onboarding and a couple of things. That's probably boring to get into details about. But yeah. anyway, I just liked seeing bigger picture stuff and thinking, looking for opportunities to... To make things better. Exactly. Yep. It's going to be fun. Yep. It's going to be it's, crazy. It's a good change. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. It's a change I was looking for. Cool. Okay, so since we are talking about the fact that now it's going to be reestablishing some new boundaries. Yeah. It reminded me that next week I am going to be teaching a lesson about boundaries. So a free lesson about boldly setting your boundaries. And so, yeah, you can come check that out. And I have one tomorrow that's about creating and protecting your joy. Yeah. It's not too late to register for that one either. Links in our show notes if you're interested in either of those. What's Steve? I just wish... (laughs) I wish sometimes, you know, the uh, the invisible fences for dogs. (laughs) Yes. Like, I wish, like, some people just had that. (laughs) Like, you could set them up for certain people (laughs) where they can only get so close to you. They can only get so close. How are you going to make them wear that collar? They cross (laughs) the line. (laughs) I I haven't thought this one through yet, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) New business coming soon. Shock collars for the people you like least in your life. <laughs> this is the other thing. When you brought up the TV show, Shoppers, yeah. whatever, and you were saying we could just have a film crew follow mm-hmm. us around, we actually got approached again recently, and I keep forgetting to bring it up to you guys different, about <laughs> different being a different show. Mm-hmm. This is the second time we've been approached about possibly doing a show. And this one is focused on, the first one was about, was it about co-parenting and like, they wanted Steve Blended to. Families, ha- they needed yeah. Steve to have more drama in his life. Was really yeah, why they, they didn't want us. So what, what happened? It was what a year ago, eight months ago. Yeah, and they had reached out and said, "Hey, 
Oh, yeah, it was the beginning of this year. I don't remember what all it was. But anyway, their answer was when we told them, here's who I got we are on the phone with them and talked to them. And their answer was, uh, it doesn't sound like there's enough drama to like, basically, <laughs> is what they said, right? They were kind of like, well, does Steve have a boyfriend right now? Or like, is he possibly going to be dating getting someone, yeah, like, getting married? And I'm like, new, no, yeah. he's not. <laughs> oh, That's what it I was said. about. It was about mixed orientation couples, but they were interested in us because we had this blended family dynamic. Mm. So they thought they could fit us in. Well, that's what I said the other day. I was like, hey, you should reach back out to them and tell them, (laughs) reach back out to them and tell them, hey, Steve is dating someone now and And (laughs) he's going to work for (laughs) For my ex. But this no, other crew for your was husband. Bis- or for my husband for my ex. My ex is working with my oh, husband. Dear. Oh man, guys, get it together! This crew is specifically working with people who live close by each other and are co-parenting, ideally in the same neighborhood. And I was like, well, surely with Steve working for Matt, they would want this. <laughs> like that's pretty close. But well, I didn't reach back out to him. Yeah, I could if you I guys don't know are if interested. I have much interest in being on a- <laughs> Reality TV show. You can't see somebody following you guys around no. a ship zoom? No. <laughs> I'm afraid. That, yeah, the middle finger would be brought out way too many times. <laughs> so anyways. There's sometimes where I just need my space. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Today was one of those days. He didn't eat lunch. Steve, you have to make him eat. Yeah, you and Heather have to make sure Matt eats or it's, he's like... In fact, Heather sent me a warning before he came home from work. <laughs> warning, Matt didn't eat lunch. I'm like, yeah, he just told me that. <laughs> Funny. So yeah. yeah, Matt just wanted to be on the forklift, not talking to people today. Yeah. <laughs> that was the impression I got. Was I wrong? No, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed to get stuff out of the way. Yeah. So this is going to be a really interesting dynamic to add to our podcast. Well, and just to give an example. So leading up to starting this job, I was like, hey, what are the things that I can do to like get ready so I can hit the ground running? So they sent me my the website to do my forklift certification. And by the time I messaged back and said, hey, you guys, I passed certification. Uh, Here's the email. Heather says, oh, I already know. Penny told me yesterday. (laughs) She was really proud of you for passing your exam. <laughs> so my new employer had heard from my daughter that I had passed my certification before she'd heard it from me. <laughs> yep. So should we also bring in the fact of who my assistant is into all of this? Because that creates another interesting dynamic, too. Yeah, that's true. Of <laughs> The fact that Heather, who is Matt's assistant, her daughter's girlfriend is my assistant <laughs> and works for me and at ShipZoom. Yes. So now, <laughs> so now in the afternoon when she gets to the warehouse, she gives me an update on how Penny's morning was. Yes. So we're just keeping it tight here, people. <laughs> That's so weird. It is weird. But we've decided that the thing that this that makes this work is the fact that we can communicate. Like you and Steve know how to communicate with each other. Something's not working. You're not afraid to talk about it because we've talked about way harder things and mm-hmm. respect each other's boundaries and things. So boundaries are important. Yeah. That said, if all of a sudden we quit <laughs> posting episodes and you see me on Facebook saying I'm looking for a job, 
you'll know things did not go well. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, <man>. Okay. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. We've got plans. It's all yeah. going to be great. I'm excited. I think this is going to be good. We're good. Yeah. I don't work there, but I kind of want to now. <laughs> Feeling a little jealous, quite honestly. I do work there occasionally, but. Yeah. <laughs> Just when there's high demand. Yeah. And potential Corona. And potential Corona. <laughs> and you lose all your employees. Uh, no. No. Not going to do that. That's good. I'm glad. All right. Should we just be done now? I'm tired. <laughs> okay. So let's just touch on the tip of this next topic. Touch on oh, the wait. tip. I have something to say. Okay. okay. I owe you an apology, Jessica. Why? What'd you do? I made fun of you last week or last episode for making up a word. Yes, you did. I Googled it and it's a real word. <laughs> yes. What word was it, Steve? Tentious. Tentious. Yeah. Tentious. Not not pretentious, but tentious. I thought she was combining tension tense and... and contentious. Yeah, I think I was. Into tentious. Well, guess what? You invented a word that is an actual word. Word of the week. I invented tentious. a word that was an actual word. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Go me. I liked it. Thanks. Thank you for looking Jump. that up and making me feel better and then apologizing to me for something I didn't know you needed to apologize for. You're welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> See, communication's always good. I'm not too good. proud. <laughs> You're what? I'm not too proud. You're not too proud no. for making fun of me for my words? Not too proud to apologize. Oh, good, good. That's a good way to be. Yep. <laughs> Gold star. Gold star. <laughs> okay, so coming up next is when Matt and I decided to sell the house we were living in. The three bedroom, one bath, <laughs> no master. That our kids were living in the three bedrooms and Steve's making fun of us because we don't have a wall or a door. Yep. That I thought about letting Anne come live in with us for a little bit, just for a little bit. Yep. Maybe we a day or two. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. That my ex could see y'all through your bedroom windows. Yeah, Steve's boyfriend at the time. It was a family room. wasn't a bedroom. <laughs> see, then if we just had Steve uh, move in, it would have been nice and cozy. Weird. <laughs> but we had, like we'd said, we were going to remodel it. And we were... But we didn't. Saving money for that. I decided to sell it instead. And you decided to yeah. sell it? <laughs> and then... Up by my parents' house. So when I was driving back and forth to my parents' house, I saw this house that was coming up for sale. And I was like, I'm going to go see what this house is. What house? This house. Oh. And the house we live in now. And I drove down there and I'm like, oh my gosh, we need this house. And it wasn't up for sale yet. We weren't even thinking about buying a house. So this was just a coming soon sign. Coming soon. It wasn't even on the market yet. And my dad kept seeing it and was like, Jessica, Jessica. It's literally half a mile from my parents' house. And my parents are half a mile from Steve's house. <laughs> and so then when it went up for sale, I was like, we got to go see it right now. Like, let's go check it out. So we did. We did. And we both loved it. Yeah. I remember coming here with our realtor. And his wife. <laughs> and at this, yeah. at this point, like, we didn't even have our house on the market. We didn't even, it wasn't even a thought in my head of selling a house. 
We hadn't even talked about no. it. Like it wasn't something we were planning on doing. It was just literally a, hey, we need to go see this house. Okay, let's go see it. We'll grab Aaron and so we we'll went. We went and looked at it, and I was like, "All right, let's do this." And Matt, Matt and Aaron, our realtor, were both like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> we can't do Your this right now. Your house isn't ready for to sell. Like you haven't even talked about this. And I'm like, "Well, let's get it ready to sell." And <laughs> nobody thought this would happen. Like nobody thought we could do this, except my parents. They all, believed in us. Well, all three of us. Aaron, his wife, and me thought Jessica was crazy. Yeah. She is. I was, <laughs> right. Can you speak up a little bit? We can't hear Matt you Matt would like whisper. some support in this yeah. area. <laughs> You're married to a crazy lady. So I remember walking out the front door of this house that we just looked at. And Jessica's like all gung-ho. All right, let's put an offer on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Our house isn't even up for sale yet. We haven't even started to prep our house to get it sold. We haven't even talked about it. What needs to be done? <laughs> well, we just had to do a few things. We didn't do a lot. In fact, we only did like half of what our realtor told us. There was, what, two or three pallets that we put together and stored in our warehouse? Oh, yeah, but I mean like big... <laughs> of your belongings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like big repairs and stuff. We moved our bedroom out of the back and put it into a real room and some things like that. One of the girls, we had a slide mattress under Penny's bed. Twin bed. And yeah. so Sarah would just pull that out and sleep on Penny's floor mm-hmm. and things like that. But like... Really, just so it, it's show ready. Yeah, just it wasn't that big of a deal. So we get it ready. We looked at other houses too. Yeah. And I just kept going, we need to go by this house. We need to go by this house. And it'd been like two weeks and things in Boise just go. Like it was a miracle this house was still on the market. Yeah. So finally, I convinced Matt and Aaron, our realtor, to put in an offer contingent upon our house selling. Yeah. And they agreed. So Jessica basically got our home that we were living in, show ready, in a matter of like two days. I did it. Like, all right, here's everything that needs to go... Into storage, basically. Get it out of here. You mean I need to take it into the warehouse, put it on a pallet, and store it there until we have Mm -hmm. an actual house again. And Steve had to take the beanbag back. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's when you took the beanbag. (laughs) But what happened the next day after we put our offer in on this house? We got a full offer. We got a full offer on our house. And we were able to close on the same day. Exact same day. So it all worked out. But during this time, I had a friend of mine who had been a good friend when Matt and I were together or dating and stuff. And she and I were both single. We were both divorced. And we hung out quite a bit and became good friends. I'm going to call her Jane. Okay. (laughs) Jane. Jane. And she kind of, like about a year or two into our marriage, well, a year before that, wouldn't you say? How far into our marriage did she kind of stop talking to us? I don't know. I think it was about a year because she got married about that time later. And like Matt had gotten her a job. She was a good friend. Yeah. And so when Matt and I put our house up for sale, she they were selling their house as well. And I went to lunch with her and one of my other good friends. And at this point, like I didn't talk to her a whole lot. Things were a little rough in our relationship. But we were still amicable and hung out occasionally. We go to lunch 
And she sits. A cafe real. <laughs> no, cafe ole. Yeah. Cafe ole. I'm impressed you remember where it was. You weren't there. I remember how it made me feel. Yeah. And how she- cafe ole made you feel? <laughs> L- little bloated. <laughs> <laughs> how it makes me feel. <laughs> No, this experience that Jessica's oh, going to say yes. Carry on. that she had at Cafe Olay. Hmm. And my friend sat there and told me all of the reasons it was the perfect time for me to leave Matt. Houses just sold. Our house is selling. We don't have assets to divide up. It would be the perfect time to leave. And Matt's a diva. He is arrogant. He's just like her ex-husband. And granted, okay. She hadn't talked to me much in the last year, so she didn't know all the progress we'd made because those weren't things I was willing to share with her anymore because of other things that happened. And so here I am, I am sitting here, and the other friend that's with me is one of my best friends who I've known for years since Steve and I got married. Mm-hmm. And I'm defending my marriage to this person that at this point I didn't feel like had any right to sit there and tell me these things. It was horrible. Horrible. What? <laughs> and I left the restaurant. Like, I didn't realize how much it was getting to me until I walked out the doors. I got in my car. I pulled out of my parking spot and just started sobbing, like bawling as I'm driving down to the road to the point that I had to pull over because I couldn't see anything and was so upset. And it was like one of those moments when you realize oh, I should put up some pretty firm boundaries now with this situation and this person. Ole. Ole. (laughs) (laughs) What did other friend have to say? Can we use her name? Are we giving her a name? Jane. No, Jane is that friend. What about other friend? Jane Doe. Jane Doe. (laughs) I don't know if we should use her name or not. What did Jane Doe have to say? The other friend that you said you and I have been friends with forever. So she didn't say much during this whole thing. We talked about it recently, her and I did, and uh, and about this experience. And I think she was thrown off by it. And as her being one of my good friends, like she knew more about what had transpired between Matt and I at this point. And I also know she had her concerns about our relationship, but she was willing to support me in the decisions I made to stay with Matt. She knew we were making progress. She respected (laughs) my free agency to do what I wanted and really supported that. But I think she was very thrown off and just didn't, like she didn't say anything basically the whole lunch. And I haven't really talked to her about it since until like a few weeks ago Hmm. because I was thinking about it because I knew I was thinking about what was happening during this time. And that was one of the things that came up. It was a very interesting experience for me to realize, to feel that physically and to understand what boundaries needed to be set now. Like I have learned so much about boundaries, I think, since we've gotten married. You think? (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) I've gotten really good at this whole thing. (laughs) So what were Jane's reasons? That I was a diva. diva. He's a diva. He's arrogant. He didn't treat me like I should be treated. He, um, I can't remember. Where was she drawing these conclusions from? Was it stuff you had shared with her in that first year? Yes. Like, I remember in that first year, well, when Matt and I split, that time when I left, uh I talked to her because she 
and at that point, we weren't even that close, even at that point. I remember you guys. But she showed up at church and she could tell I wasn't okay. And like her and I talked for quite a while about what was going on because I I needed somebody to talk to. I was a mess. (laughs) And that was pretty much probably the last time she'd really talked to me about any of it. So I feel like she just came in and this was like a year later, two years later. And I was like, what, why, where's this coming from? What caused her to, at that point, speak up and suggest this out of the blue? My personal thoughts are that when things like this happen, it's usually projection of something that's going on in somebody else's life, like mm-hmm. issues she's having and projecting them on to me and wanting there to be an issue with somebody else so that you feel better about yourself. I know I've done that. Like there's things that you just have to check yourself of, oh, hey, is this really real for them? Or is this something I'm taking from my experience and putting it onto them? Are you saying this was Jane telling herself, hey, this is the perfect time for her to get out of her marriage? Maybe that they were having issues or whatever. I don't know because I didn't know her well or enough at that, that point to know what was going on in her marriage. Was wishing it was the perfect time for her to get out of her marriage? Yeah, but it wasn't I don't a good know. And she was stuck or I don't know. I'm and we... I have no idea. But I just like, don't know why out of the blue I... after a year. Yeah. And I, I don't know what was going on in her life enough to make any of those assumptions, you know? I wouldn't have said those things to her because I didn't, I wasn't that close of a friend at that point. So did you take her advice? <laughs> did you divorce the diva? No, I that didn't. That is Matt. <laughs> the arrogant diva. The arrogant <laughs> diva. Look at his face. <laughs> No, I didn't. But I did come home and tell you all about it. You did. And we have, communicated about it. We did. We talked about it. I called my mom first thing after the restaurant as I'm bawling. And also because I wanted to make sure that my reaction wasn't coming from she's right. Like that of somebody calling me out. You know, you know how you do that sometimes where if somebody calls you where out you on something. Find, you question yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What am I doing? Am I really that stupid? Am I really this naive? Am I really putting myself in such a crappy situation? So what'd your mom say? My, my mom said that she trusted me 100% and that she felt that I would know what was right for me to do <laughs> and that no friend so? and that no, like nobody that I call a friend should have done that to me, should have made me feel that horrible and that bad. There is a way to approach things, issues, concerns. Without like attacking people. I was attacked. She also told me that I probably shouldn't hang out with her anymore. I felt like like, yes. <laughs> like a little kid, you know? <laughs> when your parents are like, well. Your, your mom said you should oh, hang out. Oh, your mom said. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Got it. I thought Jane was telling you that she shouldn't hang out with her yeah. anymore. It's like, yeah, well, No, okay. sorry. My mom. Jane is mean to you on the playground and makes you cry. <laughs> She's not really you, your friend. You just shouldn't hang out with her at recess anymore. But honestly, that's true. Like even as an adult, if your yep. friends make you feel that way, I think we feel Don't like we spend recess with them. Yeah. Why are you giving them your time and your energy? But we grow up feeling like we have to be nicer. Recess? How you want to recess? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Cafe Olay was my recess. <laughs> And I like this person still, yeah. but there have been boundaries put up. And um, do you see her still? Yeah, occasionally. I haven't seen her in a long time. I've been had her over for a couple get togethers, and oh, actually, yeah, I saw her here at a get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too long. And ago. that's the thing is, you can still have relationships with people who do who 
maybe you don't completely jive with, but you put up boundaries around it so that it works for both of you. Yeah. And it sounds like those boundaries are like you probably won't go to dinner with her or lunch by no, yourself. Probably At not. At least not a, not a cafe au lait. No. <laughs> probably not. You're exactly right. Like in a group situation. They or actually shut it down it's, since then. Oh, have they? Mm-hmm. That's oh. why. <laughs> <laughs> if it was the one downtown. It wasn't. No. Oh, okay. I like the one then. downtown. Over by the mall? Yeah. Okay. But it's true. Like you can still have a good relationship. You just have to set boundaries around it. And yeah. I think we're often scared to do that. We think we have to be all in or all out. But there's a medium. But don't give your time to people that make you cry on the playground, man. No way. Not worth it. No. So that was what I learned that day. And I also realized I was not going to leave my marriage. <laughs> and that I wasn't at that point anymore. And it was probably good for me. And I was glad to hear my mom tell me that I could trust myself. Steve's nodding his head. <laughs> good <Yeah>. job. <laughs> I think he's going to fall asleep. <laughs> good job, Kathy. <laughs> good response. Oh, so anyways. There's that way to put up boundaries. Thanks. Thanks. I'm learning. So that's, <laughs> there you go. You can come to my lesson next week yeah. and hear everything I've learned about setting up boundaries and have a good chat about it. Yeah. And next time we're going to talk about some more boundaries. Oh, man. This is when we really started putting up boundaries with you. Yeah. And Anne. And next time, how I felt when the purchase of our new home went through. (laughs) Matt loved that day. I don't know what you're referencing. Just you wait until next time. Oh. (laughs) All right. We are going to read a review before we go. We're ending with a review. Yeah, we're going to end with one this week. Jessica is really switching things up. Well, Matt's holding out his hand. He's reading the review. I'm the official review reader. Such a diva. (laughs) Such a diva. (laughs) What does he always call you? Sunshine and rainbows. Princess? Yep. Princess Steve. (laughs) So Matt's the diva and Steve's the princess. (laughs) What am I? Sunshine and Rainbows. Oh, gosh. That is the title of this review. I've been listening to Hill since I first discovered Hill. Jess. Hill. Yeah. Husband-in-law. Yeah. H-I-L. H-I-L. Hill. Don't call it Hill. That sounds awful. What do you call it? Husband-in-law. Okay, fine. <laughs> I've been listening to Husband-in-law since I first discovered Jess on the Jamie Scrimgeour podcast. <laughs> there are so many reasons why I look forward to listening each week. But one of the top ones is that I love the way Jess, Matt, and Steve embrace each other as individuals. Oh, Jessica wants a hug now. Not not a physical (laughs) Um, embrace, Jessica. COVID. Dang it. COVID. (laughs) Uh, I love the way Jess, Matt, and Steve embrace each other as individuals. I'm drawn to the positivity, laughter, and genuinely good nature of all three members of the podcast. I always walk away from an episode feeling empowered, validated, and heard. I have also truly appreciated the way that religious involvement and concepts are shared in a respectful way that promotes inclusivity and compassion. As a Catholic Christian, I love that Matt, Jess, and Steve stay firm in their beliefs while never letting go of the fact that love is love and all of God's creatures are worth and deserving of true happiness. Oh, thank you. I love this review. Sunshine and rainbows. It is. It is sunshine and rainbows. 
Thank you so much for the review. Yeah, I appreciate that. Super appreciate it. And if you haven't, go drop us a rating and review. Super helps us out. Super helps. Super. Thanks, everybody. We will catch you next week. (laughs) Catch you next week. On the flip side. Cool thing with this hand, (laughs) y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right. Now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.